We are going to pick it up from where we left, Ephesians chapter 5, from verses 21 onwards. Let us pray first. Lord, we thank you again. Thank you for this privilege. We thank you for the opportunity again today to uh, read your word publicly. We ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to us. There are a lot of hindrances, a lot of things that would cause us not to pay attention to your word. We are asking this morning that you would help us to pay attention to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Continues from where we left, says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Let me back up and read to us so that it is um, conclusive. From verses 15, he says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies, in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So today we want to talk about submission. Buonasifiwe. I know for some people are thinking, now he wants to tell all the wives to be subject to their own husbands. I don't know what's coming up, but coming up is wife submitting to your own husband. <laughs> that is what the Bible tells us. But before that, you'd be wondering, you know, how is this applicable to me who is not married, to me who is a single parent, to me who lost my loved one? He begins beautifully by saying, submit. This means every one of us. Submitting ourselves to who? To one another. As unto who? As unto the Lord. Jesus Christ, our Lord, the Bible tells us that he submitted himself to the will of the Father to the point of what? To the point of death. And so every time we hear this word, because the world has kind of distorted the proper meaning of this word, we think it's evil. We think we are not supposed to submit to anything. We think, you know, everyone who, you know, is talking about submission, they want to be boss. They want to rule over. They want to be in charge of something. That is why they say, hey, submit. Especially for some husbands who are not wives. They're like, hey, woman, submit yourself to me. Hallelujah. The Bible says so. We cannot use the Bible to fulfill our own desires and ambitions. Because that is not what it says. It says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. I want you to carry this idea with you. That when the Bible is talking about submission, it is a godly thing that Jesus Christ wants you to do. If Jesus submitted himself to the Father, and it's the same word that is being used here, why do we think that it is evil? The fact that some people have misused it doesn't mean that it's bad or evil. It remains to be the breath of God. And its application really means everything to us who are born again. 
If you cannot submit yourself to Jesus Christ, you will never submit yourself to any human being. For you to submit to another human being, you must first of all submit yourself to Jesus Christ. But first of all, he wants to talk about the wives. Say, wives, submit yourself to your own husband as to the Lord. That is the point, the conjunction. As to who? The Lord. So it is not through the rules that I have said to myself. It says, submit yourself to your own husband as unto the Lord. In other words, Paul is assuming that these wives are submitting to God. Because whatever makes submission to your husband easy is your submission to Jesus Christ. If you're not submitting to Jesus Christ, forget about it. You will not submit. You'll be lying to yourself. To submit is to lovingly respond to your husband as unto the Lord. That is to the wives. You love the Lord Jesus Christ. You have given yourself to Jesus Christ wholeheartedly. You're married. Give yourself willingly. Remember it says here, submit. It doesn't say, wives, obey your husbands. That one will get it in chapter 6. It says, children, obey your parents. No negotiation. <laughs> children, obey your parents. Children. Mutual submission is every believer rendering to Jesus Christ the due honor. You know what the Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 7? It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from. So when you submit yourself to God, he gives you the strength to resist the enemy. Because the enemy, especially in our times today, he's fighting to see the families broken every day. He doesn't want to see the families thriving So what do we do? We submit ourselves to Jesus Christ. What does it even look like? The submission. is you abandon your own will and affection for the sake of the other. You willingly surrender yourself to the other. Are you willing? Are you willing? Jesus laid down his life for us in our state of not deserving anything. Jesus willingly serves us by taking our greatest need, our debt to sin and death. He submitted himself to the death of the cross. Jesus submits himself to the will of the Father and serves us at infinite expense to himself. Why? Because he loves us. Because he loves us that much. You cannot submit if you don't love. If 
you love Jesus, you will submit yourself to one another. Wives, submit to your own. Actually, he is reminding us of a very important thing. He say, wives, submit yourself to your own husband. Not every other husband out there. One man. Submit yourself to your own husband. He's calling you to be a woman of one man. A man of one woman. Submit yourselves. People who love Jesus, they will submit. As unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Also, as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in one thing, in two things. He says, in all things. These are not my words. Because <laughs> if they were, I would be stoned to death. This is the breath of God. And he says, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ. Number one, let us think about it. You and I as a church, are we subject to Jesus Christ? Are you? Am I? Are we subject to Jesus Christ? If that is the case, if you have submitted yourself or your subject to Jesus Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. And what women would ask is, how am I supposed to submit myself to a man who is not Jesus Christ? A man who is not perfect. A man who keeps on annoying me every day. How am I supposed to submit myself to them? Listen to every woman in this house. The man you're looking for. The perfect one. Who will not hurt you. Who will not do bad things to you. Who will love you for who you are. Who will do everything best for you. He's not here. It's Jesus Christ. Okay? The one we get ourselves involved with. They are imperfect. Hallelujah. Perfect ones do not exist in this planet. The ones you see are trying. <laughs> the ones you see are working on themselves. The ones you see have a lot of faults. And in fact, the more you get closer to them, the more you dislike them. They are good from far, not far from good. <laughs> you look at them from a distance like, yeah, that is the bomb. I like him. I like him. My guy, my guy. Oh, man, you get closer. <laughs> you see all the possible worst things. And the Bible says that you're supposed to submit fully to them. This is not easy for any human being to do. Only if you have submitted yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. And even then, you have to train yourself to submit. Because every time, these heads of ours, 
Everyone wants to be the commander in charge. Everyone of us wants to lead. I mean, if you have a troop and you have two commanders, you guys are going to be finished too soon. There has to be one leader. I mean, think about the church globally. Who are we submitting to? Jesus Christ. One Lord, one Savior, one God, one Spirit. And you say, the same way, submit yourself, you wives, to your own husband, one man. I mean, do you think you're so lovable as a woman? <laughs> Heck no. No, you're not. We have to train ourselves to love you. <laughs> it is natural. It is not what we do naturally. Okay? Naturally, we want to be bosses. Naturally, we want to issue orders. Ask the men, they'll tell you. Naturally, they just want to go this direction. And you know, in, in our heads, we have a subcommittee <laughs> that talks to us every time. You say something and they're like, did you hear what she said to you? <laughs> This subcommittee in our heads is very active. In all of them, only one is sober. <laughs> the husband is the head of the wife. Okay. Don't reinterpret it your own way. The Bible just says, the husband is the head, period. Believe it or not, Jesus said it. Believe it or not, it is the breath of God. It says the husband is. Leave alone this feminist out there who thinks submission is oppression. It is not. It is a loving thing you can do to your own husband. And he says, therefore, the wise submit your own husband in everything. In everything. And in submission, a woman will ask, what am I supposed to do? Yes, you want me to submit. Or you're saying we submit. What are we supposed to do? Do you know how simple that is? Let me give you a hint. In submission, you cultivate the ability to sit and trust that the one who is your head has another head to consult. How do you like that? The one who is your head, the husband, he has another head who is Jesus Christ to consult in these issues. So do you know what your job is? To trust that he's leading you well. But on the contrast, this is the weightiest thing for a woman to do. How do I know that you will mungu? How do I know you're not just doing your things your feelings. How do I know that this is really from God? How do I know? By faith, you, you just have to trust us. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. We have to take ourselves to the feet of Jesus to give us direction so that we'll give it to our wives and our children. We are not all sufficient. We have to trust in God for direction. Learn to trust. Learn to trust. And in learning to trust, you're praying for your husband. As he's going out, you're praying that God will lead him. 
that all the distracting things that can come his way, you're going to help him see them from a distance and shun them. And as a wife, you also need to ask questions, big or small, with all respect to your husband. With all respect. Baba nani umetoka wapi sai? Ulikuwa na nani? You don't ask such questions. Be a wise woman. Mbona ukai kama baba Joni? Don't compare your husband with the next man. Don't do that. Think of his needs. In other words, also prefer him above yourself. You're like, but he's supposed to be loving us. He's supposed to be loving me. Why am I supposed to think of him better than myself? Because the Bible says so. Think of others better than you. Consider others above yourself. Mind your correction languages. Yes, you're correcting your husband. How do you do it? Do you do it with respect? Or you want everyone to know about his faults? Everyone to know that he's a loser. Everyone to know that he's not you know, up to the standards. The men you see out there are not well-groomed like him. So you're looking down on your own husband. Mind your correction. Be intimate frequently. I repeat... Be intimate frequently. I repeat. Be intimate frequently. Oh, what a season. I'm busy. <laughs> I've been busy. Yeah, busy with what? Busy that you don't have time for your spouse. Busy with what? Everyone is busy. Busy. <laughs> Please use this information correctly, okay? For the married people. When you see any change, talk to him about it. Don't assume anything. You are not all-knowing. He's not all-knowing. Sit down and talk. So that you will find a better understanding of the same issue. So that you don't get yourself into quarrels. Sit and talk. Talk and talk and talk. Well, that's enough for the women. Well, that is just directive to help us think through. To help us know what the will of God as women is towards our husbands. If you have submitted yourself to the authority of Jesus Christ, it shouldn't be hard for you to submit to your own husband. Verses 25. The husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So the things we are told to do are the exact things that we don't want to do. 
we think what is said to the other person is the easier one. So the wife is, why can't he submit to me? The husband is, why can't she love me? <laughs> but this is the thing. It says, love your wives, just us. That is the point. <laughs> Not your own ways. Actually, there are thousands of books out there on marriages that are leading people astray. People are just spitting out their own crafted ideas that are not anywhere close to what the Bible says. If you are to love your wife, then do it as what? As Jesus did it to the church. And how did Jesus Christ do that? He loved the church and gave himself for her. So in other words... Where there is love, there is the giving part. For God so loved the world that he gave. For you as a husband to properly love your wife, you have to totally give yourself to be vulnerable. You know, men, we, we don't like to be vulnerable. We want to be tough every time. Tough. Tough, tough men. A man who is a leader without being a lover is a tyrant. <laughs> and we see those men a lot around us. They don't want to love. They don't want to give themselves. Husband, love your wives just as Christ loved. How did Christ demonstrate love? By dying. Men, are you dead or alive? I'm sure many men are alive. They are not dead to their wills and desires and all these things. Because when people are getting married, every one of us, we have our own baggages. I have my way of thinking. I have my worldview. So I want to stay married while maintaining my independence. Trust me, if you want to, in, to, to, to maintain your independence, you will not stay married for long. Free advice. Those things have to die. <laughs> they have to. For you to accommodate the next person in your life, your independence has to die. Think about Jesus. If you would have said, well, as the Bible says, he came to his very own and they rejected him. He could have said, well, I came to these people. I made them, actually. I created these people. They are not honoring me in any way. They have rejected me. I'm back. <laughs> in fact, I have the ability to bury everyone in this world under the ground, bring new people who will worship me for who I am. He has the ability to do that. But is he forcing himself to anyone? No. He gave himself willingly. So this life has to be sacrificial. Giving of yourself as a husband willingly to your wife. Many of us, in our context, especially us who are African, I am probably more African than all of you. <laughs> we, we barely say the word, I love you, to, my, to our own wives, right? I mean, we can discuss politics bottom up the whole day with our wives. We can talk about the projects. We can talk about uh, land issues. We can talk about 
everything. But just saying, I love you to your wife. All of a sudden, you're busy. Data usingizi menilemea. For sure, when did you even say I love you? When did you even complimented your wife? When? You know, you're, you're trying to think like, eh. <laughs> because it's not what we do. We think when we told them day one, I love you, they're supposed to use that the rest of their lives. If anything changes, we'll let you know along the way. Man, if we are to love our wives, we have to break from these traditions and things that don't really make sense. We talk about every other thing, every other thing. In fact, for, for other men, it's easier to write it than to say it. <laughs> that is why, you know, for, for young men, it is very hard for them to approach a lady. They like them. And to go and approach them and talk to them. They're about to get married. But hey, Nishida, hey, you go. You're prepared with words, vocabulary. You have watched all the soap operas. You have read books. You have information in your head. You go, they all disappear. Asenali Lishinda. Did Arsenal win yesterday? Why? Because everything is. It's not easy for someone to come out of our lips. But do you know how many times Jesus Christ says, I love you? It's on every page of the Bible. He confirms to us daily that he loves us. And he wants us, the man, to imitate him in that regard so that we will love our wives properly. This is hard for us too. So, we have to train ourselves to do that. To give ourselves, to sacrifice ourselves. A bunch of men out there, it's easier for us to pick up our phones and call other women and talk for hours. But your own wife, contract. Hello? Okay, see you. What kind of relationship is that? Even before she finishes, tick. But other people, you want to indulge, leading people on. Let me tell you, that is wickedness first class. Promax. Wickedness. You don't do that to the person you love. You honor them. You treasure them. A good marriage is a union between two forgivers. People who are learning to forgive one another every day. Because we will offend one another every day. Are you willing to go down low and say, hey, I'm sorry. I wronged you. Not saying every time, hey, Paul, come and look Kosea. Come and Leongea. No, you know yourself. Uliropoka. Just call it for what it is. Husband, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the what? The word. The physical water is an added advantage. But 
make sure you are the priest of your house as a man. Eat gospel. Preach it in your house. Teach your wife. Teach your children God's word. So that you will present her blameless before the Lord. Because that is what Jesus Christ is doing. He is teaching us his word because he wants to present us to himself. I mean, what a wonderful savior we have. Like he wants to present us to him blameless. So there's a process. He's helping us without wrinkles or spots. For you husbands, do you want to present your wife for you without wrinkles or spots? Or the ones you like are not in your house? The ones you tend to like are out there. The one that is in your house, you're not even concerned with her welfare, her well-being, how she dresses. You probably have bought cologne twice since you got married. Twice. But you like other colognes with people out there. That is shameful. It is shameful. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. He who loves his wife loves himself. The Bible says, you're married and you don't love your wife. In other words, you hate yourself. You don't like you. Because she is part of you. Love your wives. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes. You wake up every morning, you, you take a lot of time making yourself. Right, ladies? You know, we do the foundation. We know about foundation, right, when you're building. <laughs> There's foundation, there's a Koroga corner, you know, all these things. Ladies, you know these things. You, you guys are supposed to be perfect builders in this world. Good architects. Because you know how to apply foundation, this is not good for this skin. If you apply to this, people will know. And then you know how to clean it up so that it blends with the rest of your body. It's like, yeah, it looks... Awesome. Looks wonderful. Making yourself, beautifying yourself, nourishing yourself, cherishing yourself, just as the Lord does to the church. The Lord is making the church beautiful. Why wouldn't you take time to make your wife beautiful, man? I'm busy. Busy. And men, remember this. We are not called to fix or lecture our wives, but to love and comfort them. Many other men think that is their job. Take a hammer, fixing your wife. That you think that is your job. If you do that, you'll be a miserable husband, fixing your wife. No, your job is to love them and to comfort them. Love and comfort them. Try to do that, you husbands. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. You'll be crossing this road like, hey, this guy is happy. Why? Because back at home. You know, the, there's this thing that people say, happy wife, happy life. What about the husband? 
So happy wife, happy life. And then the husband, kangumu. <laughs> that is your job, kangumu. No, the marriage has to be enjoyed by everyone. The husband and the wife. Your job is not just to pay rent, bring food, and go to KPLC. Actually, she can do that. <laughs> she can do that easy. So your, yours is not to fix and to lecture. Like sit down. This is what you ought, want to. You have them in point forms. When you're done lecturing, you pick up your phone or your magazine, and that's all. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. In other words, we are together. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Amen. That is God's word. Paul refers to what is written in Genesis chapter 2 verses 24. For this reason. What reason? The reason that we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bone. We are together. For this reason a man shall live. Do you hear the Bible saying, and for the woman shall live? It's like women were born when they already left home. <laughs> but the problem is with the husbands. They don't want to leave. They want to stay home at the same time, stay married. You have to leave home. And leaving means you are going to be joined together. This is, this word literally means to be glued together. You become, it's not half and half becomes one. It is one and one becomes one. That is God's mouth. A whole being and a whole being, they become one. Because you were one, day one. And God made them man and woman. No one is greater. No one is lesser. We are equal in the sight of God with different responsibilities. So stick to your lane. If your wife be a wife, don't behave like a man. We don't like women behaving like men. Okay? Stay cute. Stay who you are. We like you that way. Men, don't be wimpy. Don't behave like women. We'll punch you in the face if you do that. A man has to be like a man. A man has to remain manly. The way you talk to people, the way you respect other women, actually that will tell us how manly you are more than even what you do. How you respect ladies, how you honor them. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. 
Many other marriages are broken. Why? Because there was a little misunderstanding and the man decided to call home. Mom, ata aniskiangi. Mom. Mom, mama's boy. Shame on you. Mom. That is why we advise people, you know, have godly couple that you can always confide to. Godly. Not just the people you like, because there are people you like who will not correct you. When you go astray, they're like, Pambana na yo hali yours. You live and cleave. You live and cleave. Live and cleave. And you're joined together, you become one. After you have become one, now it is your responsibility to lead your family. To lead. As Christ is the head of the church, so the husband is the head of the wife. The Bible says don't twist them. Just the way we have read it, let it be that way. Don't try to reinterpret it to suit what you like or what you want. Just let it be. It is God's word. It is the breath of God. And Paul again says, this is a mystery. Because we don't understand how, how are we supposed to submit to this human how am I supposed to love her as Christ loved the church? It's a paradox. It's something confusing. But he say, I'm saying this concerning Christ and the church. How does Christ love the church? He left his throne, came to a people he created, they didn't deserve anything. We didn't deserve anything because we had already offended God. We deserved death at the cross. But nonetheless, he took upon himself the wrath of the Father upon the cross. And he laid his life for the church. The husbandman lay your life for your wives. I think that is clear enough. Lay your life for your life, for your wife. Sacrifice. And remember that this kind of love is forever. It says until death do you part? Man, we have repeated that word. This is probably one of the subjects I've taught many times because of weddings and relationships. Until death, do us part. When you're getting into it, know that there's no reverse gear. You believe this is a godly man, this is a godly woman. You're brought together, you're joined together. Jesus said in his word that he, those that the Lord has brought together or joined together, let no man do what? Put asunder or separate. Let no man separate. Let each of you see in particular that you love your own wives. And wives respect your own husbands. This is very interesting. As I mentioned earlier, he doesn't say, wives, obey. Obey. But he says that to the children. Children, obey your parents. Obey your parents. It is very sad seeing people around. We're busy serving, even those of us who are serving in churches. 
that we will respect the so-called men of God above our husbands. That we will be diligent to serve the man of God. You know, bring water, bring the face towel, bring, carry the Bible for them. My, my, I can carry my own Bible, by the way. It's not that heavy. I can carry my own things. I study my Bible, so I normally carry it during the week. I don't need no one to carry it for me. They'll bring this water and, you know, call them names. Hey, Daddy. Who's Daddy? Daddy. And you go back to their homes. They barely have any affection towards their husbands. And yet you think you're doing God a service by disrespecting your husband and home and pleasing that man on the pulpit somewhere. That is also wickedness. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. I mean, there's a level of respect to other people, but not to that extent. That your home is struggling, and where you are, people think you're the perfect mother. You're the perfect father. How you are involved in church. Do you know that some of our children, they hate church because of what they see us do? How they see us. They've never had you one time in your life saying to your wife, I love you. So they don't know what it means. So if someone else says that to them, they'll run away from your home. Why? There's no affection in the house, in the home. They don't see it. My little daughter is a funny one. She doesn't just let me hug the mom the way I want. She comes in the middle every time. Ah! She, in fact, she, pull, she pulls you literally. Come out from here. This is my place. <laughs> Daddy. What if our children will learn from us what it means to property love? What it means to submit? What it means to honor, to respect? Do you know what that will do? It will draw those people who are not born again. They say, if this is what it means to be born again, I want to be born again. I mean, some of them will see us like, hey, ata wa ata They don't even trust us that we are born again because of the things they hear us say, our behavior out there. Let us change the story as I bring the worship team to come. Remember, a good marriage is a union between Two sinners who are learning to forgive one another daily. We're learning to do that daily. None of us is perfect. The only one man who is perfect is Jesus Christ. And we all believe in him. <laughs> He's awesome. He's wonderful. And he wants us to imitate him in that regard. So this is, this is not a message to, you know, to use to pin other people down. Yeah, Baba Nani, unasikenyo alisema. Mama Wamba, unasikenyo alisema. No, this is, this is for us to continue loving Jesus as we love our spouses. And also as we submit ourselves to one another's remembering that we belong to one another. We belong to Jesus. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. So, there you go. I hope that by going through God's Word, perhaps your way of life will change. Perhaps you will view marriage differently 
Because some of us are afraid of getting into marriage because of what we have heard. Because of what we have seen other people do. You say, if this is marriage, I don't want to be married. But yet for some of us who are married, I want to stay married. Trust me, I want to stay married forever. Until death do us part. Maybe you have gone through other things that caused a separation. But do you know what? God is always willing to restore. Always willing. Maybe your marriage right now as we speak is on the rocks. Things are not well. And you know it. You can hide it with a few plastic smiles. But deep down you know it is not well. We bring you a message from Jesus Christ that he wants to restore you. Why? Because he says he hates divorce. He hates it. Doesn't like it. Those who are thinking of getting married, it is beautiful. The hassles and tassels of life are there, but marriage is beautiful. Ask those who are married and those who know Jesus Christ. Not those who are married and they don't know Jesus because their advice, you will not think of marriage any other day. Have you realized that these people who they, they advise people not to get married and they don't get out? <laughs> they're in there, but they're telling you, like, hey, it's terrible. Hey, wanaume, it's terrible. Mamba ya mama, uh uh. But they're still married. Marriage has never been a problem. The problem is always what we think marriage is and what we bring in, our corrupt ideas. Because if marriage was wrong, why, why do people will walk out of this marriage and they want to go and find another marriage if marriage is evil? Marriage is beautiful. Why? Because God made it to be. Say it's not good for a man to be alone. Some of you young guys, you want to be alone forever. <laughs> you know, we at one dalili. We we don't see you talking to people. Oh, there are no women in church. Blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> May the Lord help us that as we strive to present Christ to the world, that even in marriage, they see if this is what happens in a godly marriage. I want it. And do you know why I so love marriage? Because it is theology 101. Is as Christ has loved the church, so I want to love my wife. So that I will paint the picture of Jesus Christ and the church to the world. How will they know? They will know it through your marriage. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this privilege. We thank you that you are God in our situation. And maybe many of us are in this room and we are wondering if we'll have the next day with our spouses. Things are not working out well. Lord, how I pray 
that your Holy Spirit will speak to these individuals to rethink and recommit their lives to you. Because it's only then when we submit ourselves to you that our submission to one another will be possible. Our love for one another will be possible. So help us, God. Help us. Whatever situation we are in, we know that you're able, more than able, to save us from it. We ask of you, God, that you would guide us and lead us. And even as we give uh, to you, we're learning from your word that you first gave. You first gave. So as we give, may we give what is a glorifying percentage, a percentage that will honor you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.